Okay. So um, we're on the bottom of Yud Gimel Amad Bey's 13b, four lines, five lines from the bottom. And again, we're describing the uh, process. This is not, uh, this was permitted uh, because this is not a professional farming agriculture process. But this is what you do if you just need a few husks and you need to remove the grain. So you do something called molel. How does the art scroll translate molel? Uh, rub the ears. Rub the ears, yeah. I think they're like ears of corn. So how do, what is that process? How do you rub them? What do you do? So Abayish made of Yosef Omar Chad Achad, two fingers at a time. Avya Mishmeid of Yosef Omar Chad Atarti, one finger on two. Rav Omar Kivin de Mishani, since it's normally you do this in the field, so you can even use your whole hand. The Afilu Chad Akulu Nami. It's a, uh, you, you, I don't know whether it's a squeezing or rubbing. You rub like, you know, I don't know, I can't really demonstrate the rubbing motions over here. But uh, the, the issue is, um, I suppose, does it have to be done with part of your hand or can it be done with all of your hand? That I, I think it's halacha because we said it was permitted. So, uh, and more than that is not. So, which uh, what is the act that is permitted? What is the rubbing that is? So, if you hold that, um, so Rashi actually says chad achad, the last line, ben goto etzba. That's in between your your thumb and your big finger, or between one and two is between your thumb and two fingers, right? Or the, one is like this and one is like this, um, you know, uh, it's a, or the whole hand. Okay. Now, we also had something called manapak, which uh, was removing of a certain kind of husk with the wind. So exactly um, how do you do that? So, amaravada barava, amarav, manapak, bekishreyotzbasov ulamala. Uh, you don't do it with the inside of the palm, you do it with the, the, uh, the outer fingers. They heard this in Eretz Yisrael and they chuckled. <laughs> they said, <laughs> they, they had a good laugh. They said, listen here, this is, not, this is not farming over here, what you do when you just grab, it's really like a very small uh, thing a person's doing for his private needs. You don't have to use the tips of the finger. That's, that's not necessary. So just like before with the rubbing, where one opinion said you can only rub with one finger or two, and they said, no, you could use the whole hand. Here also, this, uh, um, uh, oh, the idea that you can only use your tips of your finger, he says no. Uh, he says you can use one hand, but you can use all your energy. You know, whatever it takes, you know, you don't have to, you can really, you don't have to. Uh, so I guess the question is, uh, this really comes into the question of what's called a shinui. A shinui means to do it in an unusual way. So does it mean in a weaker way when you do a shinui? Um, what surprises people, so for example, um, occasionally somebody has an emergency where they have to use a phone on Shabbos. Cases where it's perfectly permitted. So one way that some people recommend the shiro is to pick it up with two hands. If it's emergency, that's not so. Well, if it'll sure, delay, no. Yeah. Well, uh, um, even if it's emergency, 
if the shinoi doesn't take any longer, then usually you're supposed to do with the shinoi. Uh, but it doesn't always... So I mentioned that sometimes people pick up the phone with two hands instead of with one hand. So you might say, well, then you're doing like double the... You know, double the... Same. But no, it's because as long as you're doing it in an unusual way... Uh, then it's fine. So here also, it's it's not a question of using less energy. Uh, it's a question of doing it in an unusual way. That that seems to be the point of the Gemara. But that is important in the, those discussions. I mean, Chuck, you have a point that once you're permitted to do something, you're not supposed to delay it in any way. Uh, but uh, typically when things are planned, uh, like if people know that they... Uh, somebody's expecting, or they're, they're going to need to call it that. So then they're able to set it up ahead of time in a way. Some people even pre-dial the number so they can just push one button and uh, it'll dial all the other. And then they have like a computer thing so they don't have to use their fingers. They can just, you know, uh, use the something. But uh, that's it. That's it. It has been around for a long time. That's correct. So, but but I'm saying they go so far as that they put in their speed dial the number of the hospital or the baby doctor or whatever that is, so they don't have to actually push each button. They can just uh, speed dial it. Okay, let's see the new Mishnah. Beishamay Omrim, back to Beishamay. So they say, Tavla Nedukin B'Moduk Sho'etz. Now, on, uh, we're on Yantuf, and uh, you're making your dish, and you can't have food without spice, otherwise it won't taste very good but you need to crunch up your spices. They didn't have a spice cabinet with everything pre-ground. They would go out to the field and get their things they needed ground. So uh, what kind of grinding are you allowed to do on Yantuf? So they said you can use the wood grinder. Wood grinder is a uh, very small, uh, inferior type of grinder. And uh, the hamelach, now salt also had to be ground. They had big chunks of kosher salt, and then you needed to make it smaller. So uh, then, what you, there, uh, we're going to see, uh, the Gemara is going to question why you need more. Uh, uh, well, uh, this, this, we'll see why salt is mentioned differently. But uh, either bapach means you use like a jug, and you smash it with a jug, or you use a, a wooden method. They say, well, they said, no, you don't have to use a cheap plastic, you know, wooden, uh, wooden grinder. You can use the stone one, the usual way. And the uh, salt, uh, in other words, Beis Hillel bumps up a little. Beis Shammai said, you, you need, a, made, you need a, a, a big shinoi for the spices and, a, and an even bigger one for the salt. And Beis Hillel says, you don't need a big shinoi, you don't need a shinoi at all for the spices. And a small shinoi for the salt. So kuli almamiu melik boishina. But salt, everybody agrees. In other words, spices. There's a disagreement whether you need a shinoi. But uh, salt, you for sure do. What's that reason? Why are we so strict about salt? Isn't salt just another spice? So It's not true. Salt is not another spice. Every dish needs salt. Uh, but not every dish needs pepper or needs other stuff, right? Every dish, really? There's salt and all. Uh, I bet. Everything. I'll bet well, that's I true. If you look at the spice blends, the first ingredient in every single one is salt. <laughs> that's the. Uh, 
It can mean most dishes, but anyway, but either way, salt is more common than the other spices, so therefore it needs the shinu. Uh, all spices, if you don't grind them fresh, uh, they lose their flavor. Uh, let's see, Rashi, this should, uh, I bet their food tasted better than ours. Mafig and taimut, the flavor goes. Mamir and the flavor goes, if you grind it yesterday, forget it. Reiko lav gomer. It doesn't have a completely good uh, smell, very low puck. So therefore, you've got to grind it fresh. Most of us, our spices have been sitting for years. You know, it's hardly, hardly fresh. But uh, the other spices, the, the older they are, they're not so good. But melech, whereas salt, still tastes salty. Ain't my they're not time talking about picking these things, are they? No, not about grinding them. The, the, right, the, they've already been picked. They've already been picked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah turning them into small powder or whatever. So, my benayu, what's the difference? Ika benayu, the yoda my zera boy, uh, the difference would be the yada my kadera boy left shuli. If you know, second, if you know what you're going to cook, so just like if you knew you were going to need salt, you have no excuse. You know you're going to need to grind salt. Okay, salt. You knew you were going to grind salt. Uh, so you, you, every dish you should have ground a little salt because you would have known. But uh, other spices, you don't know if you're going to need them. So the difference between the two would be if you knew that you were going to need other spices. If you were making, you knew which dish was on the menu, so okay. then you would have known. The, so just like salt, you should have known to do ahead of time. This also you should have known to do ahead of time. Or inami bamarika uh, with saffron. And apparently uh, saffron... Uh, there, um, it doesn't lose its flavor. You can do that. Um, uh, you can always grind your saffron early. Okay. Right? Oh, is it? It's a little bitty flowers. Uh-huh. That's why I was wondering, what, this isn't really referring to the, they've already picked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... But it's interesting, though. It's saying it doesn't lose its uh, its oomph. Right. He says, no, all the spices that need to be ground, you can grind them the way you always do, a filu of melech, even salt on boishini. Didn't we say you got to use salt a little differently? The answer is they're different opinions. He follows the family. <laughs> they all agree that if you're grinding your spices and you uh, grind them in the usual way t- together with the salt. <laughs> the question is to grind them separately. He says that you do salt, you have to use it in a shinoi, either with the bottom of a jug or with a wooden spoon uh, for roasting. But if you're doing a large amount, lola kadeiro beisilo bekol davar, they um, uh, beisilo says no. Um, the um, you can use anything uh, to uh, grind your salt. So Gemara says, what do you mean? Do you mean anything? Ella ema lekol He he says that um, 
uh, even if you need a large amount of salt, it does, doesn't matter whether it's a large amount or a small amount, you can do it in the usual way. He told his son, when you're doing your grinding, itsli itsli. Use a regular grinder, but tilt it a little bit. Uh, do it with a shinoi. Uh, you, you somehow, like, you do it at a slant, I guess, somehow. Okay. Uh, that's how you should do it. Rosheshus was, uh, I believe he was blind. Uh, so, Shama uh, he, he heard the, uh, somebody grinding. He could, he, he, in other words, the, he heard somebody grinding, uh, pounding something. So, Omar, he says... No, no, here it means so, to tilt. I know, but, but does it, does it sli, sli, in Aramaic, sluya is, is davening, yeah. Davening. So he heard somebody grinding, grinding the spice. So he says, I know one thing. I love it. It's not coming from my house. <laughs> in my house, we don't grind spice on Yantam. So, Vidilma uh, Atsa Atsa. I, maybe, um, maybe they were grinding it from his house, but they were doing it in the permitted way with the shinui. They were tilting the grinder. So the Shama David Salakalu. No, he heard there's a different sound when you tilt and you grind it. If you grind it straight, it's a, it's a clear sound. If you if you grind it sideways, it has a funny sound to it. And he, he had good ears, and so he said, I, we don't grind that way in my house. I Vidilma Tavlin, Javi. Maybe they were grinding spices. How does he know that they were grinding salt? We said uh, so spices were allowed. So the Gemara says, no, Tavlin Nevuche Manav Kole. They bark. It's a different sound. <laughs> it's a different sound between spices and salt. So, uh, okay, Tan Rabbanan, Enos and Tisnivain Kosher Mektashus. So um, uh, he said, uh, we're talking here on Yontif. Um, and uh, they, uh, they used to have uh, the grain needed to be split. You can't split the grains. Let's see, Rashi, Enos, and Tisti. I think this is like, um, like when you add the hot water to the oatmeal, like you have the, like a grain and water. Uh, uh, let, but let's see the Rashi. Enos and Tisti. You can't make Tisti Biyantav. Shetara Gadot, second wide line. It's a big, a lot of work. Shekota Shachitim. You pound the grain, arba until each grain turns into four, like it says over there. So, uh, on, even though on Yantuf you're allowed to do things for food, uh, you're not supposed to do things that are a big uh, job, that, are, that you sweat, that you schwitz. And so apparently pounding the grains and splitting them is a big, uh, is a big job, so you shouldn't do it. So eight, you can't make the tisni, the split, split wheat. Number two, the enkochid b'maktashis. And uh, also, uh, you can't grind things in, in your grinder. You had a big grinder. So Lumora says, wait a second. It, implying that you can't make in the grinder, but you could split things. So Tarti, that's a contradiction. How come? What's the reason that you can't make that dish called Tisni, which is all that split wheat? The fish ain't coaching because you don't use the big professional one. You got to do it by hand, and it's a big job. I have a lame ain't coaching So just tell us, don't use your Maktashas. It's a grind. Itani ain't coaching if we had learned that, I would have thought you can't use the big grinder. Abel the small one, maybe you could. Therefore, we're saying, no, you can't use any. We learned you could use the small one. 
I guess big and small is relative. You got your super duper model and your medium model and your, uh, uh, in other words, um, uh, we're t- we're, we're, you're not allowed to use that bigger grinding model on Yantav. Is there a difference uh, between spices and like uh, ground and meat? Grinding meat? Uh, probably. I would think uh, so. Um, in other words, is it the act of, uh, is it the using of a grinder or is it how small you get right. it? That's, that's, that's right. the. Uh, I would think so. Um, he's talking about using this big, um, uh, this uh, I guess thing that's it's usually a big labor to use a big grinder. The problem is that when you use a small grinder, it ends up being a lot of work. So that's that's really what he's saying over here. I was wondering if it's just the volume, like yeah. you do a lot less spice than you would do ground <coughs> to make yeah. hamburgers. I see. Um, Rabbi says, uh, so again, we have this contradiction. Are you allowed to use the grinder or not? He says it depends. The small grinder. Hala and halahu. Depends on whether you're in uh, Eretz Israel or you're in Bavel. Uh, it depends on whether you have help. In certain, certain countries, you had servants, maids and butlers. And in other countries, you didn't. So if you had servants, so you can't really trust that they're going to use the small one. Uh, they're not going to follow the laws of Yantif. Uh, whereas if you're doing it yourself, then you could uh, be careful with it. Uh, and the more brings the story. Repapi Ikolibe Marshmul. He came to Marshmul's house. And, uh, and they had these big houses. I don't even know if Marshmul was in the kitchen. And Isile Daisa, they brought him some hot porridge below Ocho. And on Yantuf, they brought him hot porridge. And he understood that they ground it that day. And we said before that it's a big job to make Daisa, to make this ground porridge. So he didn't eat it. So the Morris says, why didn't he eat it? Doma Makteshis Katana of There's a way to do it that's okay. Maybe they use the small mill, the small grinder. The answer is the Chazi Dahavi He was a smart cookie and he noticed that it was ground very well. When you use the, the, the bigger one, does a much better job. He could see that it was done by the small one. I have a gentleman. What? You mean the big one? Not the small one? The big one does a better job, yeah. The gentleman, maybe they did it yesterday. He said the color. He noticed the color. The color you could tell it was freshly ground. Look, yeah, Rabbi, the Rabbi came. We just made him some fresh, uh, fresh uh, daisa. Uh, uh, the house of Marshmul had a lot of servants, and they had a reputation that they were not trustworthy. Uh, certain certain servants, you just you know you can't you know you can't assume anything with them uh, that they're going to do it right or not. Uh, you have a mashkiach. You have someone. Are oh, you saying? Oh, why didn't he watch his kitchen better? Um, I mean, hmm. servants are more trustworthy. I mean, if it's known, is there, you know, there's a call from us. Like, oh, I don't, I, is it that his servants weren't trustworthy, or that in general he had servants? He had a big household. And uh, when you have a big household and you have a lot of waiters, you know that things can happen with the waiter. You got to watch those waiters. You know that's the yeah. New Mishnah. How kit is beyantif. So, uh, are you allowed to pick out the impurities of your beans? And uh, also, in general, there are certain beans that are no good that are that are eaten away by the worms, and uh, you got to pick out the bad the bad beans. So uh, now we get to uh, the Selecting. Are you allowed to select on Yantav? Can you do bars? So, Bar of Yantav, Beishamay says, 
borer a okol, you have to take the good from the bad. Take the good. Take the good beans. You can't take out the bad beans. That's the, uh, that's Beis Shammai says. Beis says, nah, borer kadarku. You can do it however you like. Most of the time it's easier to remove the bad beans than the good ones. There's only a few bad ones and you're left with the good ones. So he says you could do it in the usual way. Becheko, bekine, betamka. As long as these are usual, uh, you do it in your lap, you do it with a plate, you do it in the uh, not, not such a professional manner. But if you pull out a tool, batavla, banafa, uh, those of aloba, kivra, don't use sifters and uh, fancy select, uh, selection things. Rev Gimliel says, af uh, you can use the water method. Apparently there's a water method. Uh, the bat, one of one of the ones float, they yeah. float to the top. Yeah, they float to the top, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you know the water method. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know which one is, I forget which, which uh-huh. is the bad one. Is the good one or the bad one floats to the yeah, top? Um, oh, he says the good one floats to the top, actually. You can do that with eggs. That's the reason I know about it. If you want to find out whether a bad egg, if it's you know, not good, then it floats to the top or it sinks to the bottom. I forgot that one. Maybe, uh-huh. I don't remember. For, for fresh eggs. I see. He said, you, uh, Michael's saying that you can, he's familiar with using a water method for certain things. That he just doesn't remember if the good one floats that goes on the top or the bad one. It probably depends on the thing. Um, yeah. Rashi says that the, uh, um, let's just see that. The bad one stuff goes to the top. Like it says, he says the bad stuff comes to the top on this particular one. I believe beans also, What if a worm eats a bean, so it's hollow on the inside and then it floats. I think so. So, Tanya, uh, that which you can just take the, um, uh, uh, take the good is where the good is more than the bad. But if the bad is bigger than the good, then everybody agrees. Um, one second. And, uh, when Beis Hillel said you could take the bad and throw it away, that's when the good is much more than the bad. In other words, if 90% of it is good and there's just a few bad pieces, so then Beis Hillel permitted you to remove the bad. See, usually we prefer you take the good. But Basilo said you could even take the bad. That's because the bad was smaller. But if most of it was bad and the good was less, so then even Basilo would agree. Then you take the good and leave the bad. If there's if it's mostly bad, then why is it permitted? Shouldn't it be muksa? So Bashir. He said the uh, the case is the um, uh, there's. Uh, no, there's not more bad than good. There's an equal amount of good, but it'll take a lot of work uh, to remove uh, the good. It, it takes, um, uh, it's ve- since these things are very thin, it's hard to remove uh, the, all the good from the bad. It's, it's easier to remove the bad. There is a Rashi, a Denafish Betircha. Let's try that Rashi. Sheyishnu dak, that these are thin, pakikomer. The It'll be more work to remove the good than to remove the bad. Then Basil said, you take the bad. Because it's, you don't want to make it more work. In other words, we prefer, whatever you select, we prefer you take the good from the bad. But if taking the good from the bad is going to make it be harder, that's no good. But if it'll take more work 
to remove the uh, uh, the bad. So then uh, he's saying you could do it. So Rabbi Gamliel he mentioned the water method. Af mediach v'shol tanya omer This is how they did it in his house. Shem evian. It's interesting. He says this was their minig. <laughs> it doesn't mean their minig, their custom, but it means this. This is how they did it. Shem evian deli mali adoshim. They would bring a, a bucket full of lentils, and they would pour water into it. The good stuff would be below, and the bad stuff would float to the top. Didn't we learn the other way around, like Michael said sometime? <laughs> Which one is it? So we said, Depends. Are you trying to get rid of dirt, or are you trying to get rid of straw? Uh, if you're getting rid of the dirt, the dirt goes below. That, that's heavier. So like the dirt and the stones, that'll float to the bottom. And so... This is more for cleaning, it seems like, versus separating bad from good. Right, it depends on what the bad is. In other words, is the bad the dirt or is the bad some... Oh, uh, so, uh, whereas straw, straw floats to the top. Okay. Let's see the Mishnah. Do think. Uh, you're not allowed to send gifts on Yantuf. But you could send food. Uh, Rashi, what is manus? It's the same word as shalach manus. It means really like ready, ready to go food. Rashi, alamanus, davra hamuchen, ve'ein asila nicholamacha. It's something that you, it's ready to be used now, and you don't usually leave it for tomorrow. Kigon kadikas basa katukas lifne orchim, became dogim, fresh, fish, meat ready to go, fish ready to go. You, you, it's always best fresh. You could send basically what will be used for the meal today, uh, but you can't use. Long-term gifts. Ube Silo says you can send whatever you feel like. Shulchan behema chayavov. You can send him a deer. You can send him an animal and a bird. Bein chayin whether the animal's alive. Bein shkutin whether it's shechted. Mishalcha says you could send him wine and oil and flour of kidneys. The only thing Ube Silo says you can't send is not wheat, because um, wheat is a big is a lot of work. Uh, it's not going to be used today. So it's not used for Yantif. Rashimim Matrabitu Shimon, he says you could use wheat. Let's see, Rashi, what's wrong with wheat? There's no way you'll, you'll have your wheat processed in one day. For you don't usually grind on Yantif. It should have been ground before, below Tafik Taima, that it, uh, um, it, it won't, the flavor won't go bad. So it, basically, wheat is really not, not, not possible that they would use today. But you can send him things that are used today. Tani, Rebbe Chiel, Rebbe Chiel, Rebbe You're allowed to send all those things like Beis Hillel, but um, you shouldn't send uh, a special delivery with a whole bunch of people. Uh, we really learned out from Yaakov Avinu, by the way, when he wanted to impress Esau, he sent like multiple gifts multiple, by multiple times. Instead of one big gift, he sent a bunch of small gifts. So he says, so some people had a habit where they do a delivery. They don't just do, here's the box of candy, here's the flowers, here's the wine. And so if you have a whole bunch of people coming, so Rashi says, then it looks like you're going to the marketplace. If you see all those deliveries, it looks like uh, business is going on. Rashi, Shiloh Don't send a lot of people. Now it's noisy. It looks like you're going to the market with all that. Okay, so back to the Gemara. Tani ein shura What's a lot? Three people. More than three people. Boy, Ravashi, Tlasa Gavri. What about if it's three people, but it's three different foods? 
Is that not so bad? My take, you have to ask Elio and Avi that one. Um, do you look at the... Uh, it could be it was in a city that had a non-Jewish market. Yeah. Um, so then they would see that you're going to the non-Jewish market. Then, then the people can say that, you know, it's young if you're not going to the market. So there is a non-Jewish market, but the chances of the person going there would probably be slim. But it's like a delivery. Maybe you're delivering goods for sale uh, to the market or somebody ordered or... Uh, um, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically what you're saying is if you lived in a Shomer Shabbos city where everything was closed, then no, it wouldn't look like you were going to market because the, mar- the market doesn't exist. I would, I, would, I would think you're correct in that scenario. But uh, in a place where there was an active farmer's market or a place where stuff was sold, if you have a whole bunch of different... But here the question is, is that only when it's different goods that it looks like it's going to the market? But what about if it's the same goods? Uh, that's that's really the question. Let's see Rashi on that. My me as basu kol min Do you say well these are not uh, they're the uh, it's uh, different types. You could have had one person carry each different type. So therefore it's okay. I think what the way Rashi is saying it is you could have had one person carry it and you had three. So it's a big production, yeah. Does the production go by the, the number of dishes or does it go by the number of people? That seems to be the question. Rishimon Matibetua, he says wheat's okay. So the question was, we had the, uh, what, what are you going to do with wheat on Yantuf? It takes, uh, can't bake bread and go, you know, the whole process. So he says you could make a dish called ludius. Which Rashi says is Michael Kitim is a wheat dish. Or Sorim, Litang Lifte, or barley, give your animal. Dashim lentils, lasim resisim. So uh, they do have a yant of use. So like Rib Shimon, uh, it would be okay to deliver wheat as long as there was some way. Um, my guess is that you, you, many people would use wheat to make bread, and that you're not going to make on yant because that's a whole process. Mm-hmm. But to throw it as, a, as a, a, an ingredient in a dish, he permits it because there are some people have a dish where they put wheat in the dish. Let's see the uh, Mishnah. Mishal Kalim. Now, what happens if you don't want to send a food gift? Uh, you want to send a clothes gift. Give them a nice sweater or something, right? So, can you do that? So, Mishal Kalim, Bain Tworim, Bain Shani Tworim. You can send it, and it doesn't have to be that it's sewn. It can even be a straight cloth. Uh, you can even send them something that hasn't been checked for shotness. It's got wool and linen. As long as there's some way you can um, use it for the moid. Uh, the the gears on the side says you can't use it on the moid. <laughs> so we'll have to see what that's about. Well, you need to say that if you're going to say you can send the shotness. Because well, how could, you can't use the shotness. Lemar's going to ask that. Lemar's going to ask that. Yeah. That there may be a way to use the shotness. Right. Um, but I, th- I think that this version on the side has to do with um, uh, if, if um, you had like somebody sent you a coat in the summertime, you know, is that something you couldn't use in that season? But, uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, there's different versions of that text. Avalo sandam asumer, but you can't send a spiked shoe. We're going to, uh, you may remember this. Um, we once, there was a terrible incident once where there was a, um, uh, they used to wear spike shoes 
and uh, they had a crowd, and somebody fell underneath and got killed from the spiked shoes. And so accidents could always happen once, but if you don't learn from them and you don't fix it, then we're responsible. So they, they made a decree that on Shabbos, no more spiked shoes. Shabbos people would get together in big groups in the shuls and in the so where you have big groups uh, in order to prevent crushing they said no no spike shoes I mean, don't wear your golf shoes shoes to shul on Shabbos okay uh, or cleats yeah well look yeah actually people are pretty we, to this day you don't usually see them in shul that's a problem for young people that's right or uh, also a shoe that's not sewn. Uh, what are you going to do with a shoe that's uh, uh, not in, in pieces? Rabbi Yudha says, Ah, flow, middle loving. Even uh, one that's not, uh, it's uh, a white shoe. Basically, it wasn't tanned yet. Like, you know, it's, it's, an, it's still in a raw stage. Cause what are you going to use it for? Nation Surik Umin. You still need a professional uh, shoemaker. Dehaklau. This is the basic rule. Kosha Nosen Boba Yantuf. Uh, if there's a way they could actually benefit from or wear it on Yantuf, then you're allowed to send it. But if there's no way for them to use it, then you can't send gifts that are really can't be used at that time. So Bishlema Turin, I got you. If it's clothing that's sewn, Chazila Malvish, you could you could put it on. She ain't for him. And if it's not sewn, Nami Chazila Kisa, you can use a tablecloth. It it could be uh, or a bedspread. Ella Klein, my cousin Richard's question. What are you going to do with Shatnis? How do you send him Shatnis on Yantif? Well, who said you have to wear it? Maybe you could uh, use it as a mattress, as a mattress, uh, a, a, a bed cover, and, and it would be underneath you. The more is thinking that maybe you can't wear Shatnis on top of you, like to warm you, but maybe you can have it underneath. Uh, that's not true. Vatanya, lo yala alecha. Um, really, the halacha is the Torah says don't wear it on top of you. You could have shatnas underneath you. You can have a shatnas mattress. Um, this came up in uh, in uh, Poland. Uh, they used to recycle clothing, and, and on the trains, the fabric was made of like recycled clothing, included wool and linen. That's the famous story of the stipler on his first date. Um, he used to, uh, it was a 12-hour journey to the place where he was going on a date. So he stayed up 24 hours and learned, and he figured he'd go to sleep on the train. And then he got in the train, and he saw they had the recycled uh, fabric, and he, he didn't want to sit on the shotness. Uh-huh. So when he got on the date, it ended up he hadn't slept in 36 hours. So he fell asleep on the, on the, on the date. So when the date's brother asked her how it went, he says, well, she was kind of quiet. He said, well, he fell asleep on me. (laughs) That wasn't a good sign. He said, I I can't believe it. He would do such a thing. You know, it's like not a, it's not a, you know, he told him the whole story and said, he he said, grab him. He's a good, uh, that was the stipler. But at any rate, uh, you're. It was his wife, right? Yeah, he hadn't married yet. So, but you can um, have it underneath you, Minat Torah. But, the, and this is why the stipler was careful, and this is why Avul Omru, they say, The sages forbid even having shatness under you. Why? Because when you have those threads under you, sometimes some of it comes up. If you really sink into a mattress, you sink down, there could be a thread or a part of the mattress could come above, and it could be a problem. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, the key table. Well, maybe. That reminds me of the uh, Gemara we had in Yuma. I think where the Kohanim, when they were sleeping, could they put that garment that had the shotness under their head as a pillow? Mm-hmm. And we said that they couldn't even do that. They had to put it on the side. Right. Right. Correct. Yeah. Very similar. The key table. So, what about if you put like a um, if if it's a bed, you put a sheet over it. So this way, there'll be no threads that'll come out. The key in Masak you put something in between. It's a nice try, but Omer Yishim Hazar Yishua Ben Levi, Omer Rav Yosi Ben Shol, Omer Rebbe Mishum Kila Kedosh Yishalim, the Holy Congregation of Jerusalem, Afilu Etzus Mizu El Gavzu. Bottom line is, even if you have ten bedspreads and and the bottom one is climb, Asulishnulim, we don't have any shotness even under us. So we're back to the drawing board. What use would there be to send somebody a garment that has wool and linen mixed in? Not only can't you use it uh, on top, but you can't use it underneath you either. And if it has no use, why is it permitted? The more answered El Bavilon could be a window shade. In other words, somebody sends you a garment, you can use it to keep out the sun. Um, so Ulan said, well, is a window shade a vessel or not? It's just like a cloth. Why is it that a window shade can become tame? So he says, The waiter is a poor man, doesn't have warm clothes. So what, is he, what he does is that he, he leans against the shade and pulls it around him like a, a poncho or something to warm up. So he, you wouldn't know that, but he's, uh, maybe that's why curtains get dirty. Somebody you know, grabs the <laughs> curtains. Uh, uh, but we're saying that the... Um, uh, we're asking a question right now. Uh, <coughs> what use is the shotness? And we're saying, well, it's a shade, but like curtains. But the more is saying, but even curtains in those days, if somebody was cold, they would uh, wrap them in the, themselves in the curtains to warm up a little bit. So more said, alibikashin. We're talking about hard. This is like a, a hard uh, um, stiff linen, stiff linen. So you can't really wrap yourself with a stiff piece of linen. Okay.